Welcome, everybody, to our community, our mission. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. Today is Tuesday, April the 7th, 2020. And we're going to be talking about what everybody's talking about right now, and that's the COVID-19 update, Topeka Rescue Mission, our community, our world, uh, but more so our community uh, here. Marion Crable, uh, welcome this morning, nice uh, Director to, nice of our Support here. Services. Thank you. And Kim Turley, Director of our Volunteers and Hello. Events. Hi, guys. <laughs> well... A lot happens. Uh, you know, we used to think that the rescue mission work and what we do um, was challenging, um, and it has been, but it really has been challenging lately with the rapid fire changes mm-hmm. that are going on with uh, what we are attempting to do to help people not only have a place to go and things to eat and hope, but keeping them alive even more so than we ever did. Right. You know, Mary, what are some of the changes that we've made um, here recently in just food <laughs> distribution? Oh my goodness. Well, we've, so I'm trying to even remember, like uh, you are right. It is coming at us hard and fast. (laughs) Um, But the differences in terms of how we're feeding people just from the community in general Mm -hmm. with our sack dinners that include breakfast, that's different. How we're distributing food at the distribution center to make sure that we keep everyone safe. Mm. So, you know, putting distance between us and those we're serving, which I'll tell you is really hard because you feel a little bit like, you're missing something, mm-hmm. right? When you can't have that oh, really this is, personal this is really hard. I mean, contact. everybody, yeah, whether it's in the grocery store yeah. or here at the mission, we're so relational. Right. And um, now it's like everybody kind of gets it. Yeah. And it's like you feel like you're on an island yes. when you're trying mm-hmm. to reach out and help people. And they, exactly. want, they want the help. But yes. It's almost like you're, we're not ignoring you, but mm-hmm. we're trying to help you but stay at least six feet away if Absolutely. possible. Absolutely. So it's that everyone hard. is safe, right? right? So that they're safe, so that we're safe. You know, we're also delivering meals to people that are in the mission that might need to have something special. So there's just all different kinds of ways. And I'll tell you, it just seems to change as quickly as we can make a decision. Mm-hmm. You it know, does, that then all of a sudden we're like, oh, wait, we didn't think about that. We need to make that change. You know, even from people and how they're donating to us, food to yep. us, all of that is changing. And on a regular basis. So I would love to say that we can say exactly how it's going to be tomorrow. Or even this afternoon. <laughs> or this afternoon. <clears throat> exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's, um, you know, when we sat down with uh, the health department and they were explaining to us what we might be looking at in regards to social distancing. And this was a number of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, that's no way. There's no way that can happen at the Topeka Rescue Mission. Yet here we are later and we're looking at now taking our men's dormitories and breaking them up. Mm-hmm. And taking some of those beds, uh, bunk beds, and putting them into situations where they're in day rooms, um, where they're in the um, office areas, uh, not office areas, but conference room areas, just to space this out. And additionally, we're looking at uh, the possibility of being able to get some overflow space, and we'll be having meetings about that. And if all that works out, we'll be announcing where that will be and how we're going to attempt to manage Mm -hmm. that. Exactly. And again, it's, it's not because there's a lot more homeless folks coming to us. What we're trying to do is keep people safer and space them out. And uh, that's um, something I didn't think we could probably do, but we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out, (laughs) aren't we? Well, and I think it is a little bit planning for the future. What we don't know is how many more people will need access to homeless services going forward, depending on how long this lasts and whether people can keep their housing. You Mm -hmm. know, we're, Mm -hmm. we're hearing about the unemployment numbers going up. And so there's just all different kinds of opportunity in terms of how many people might come to us. So I think it'll be a constant 
piece of work for us to kind of figuring out and how do we how do we help folks mm -hmm. how do we be as helpful to the community as we can while still remaining yes. safe for ourselves as well as those we're serving exactly you know uh, when this first uh, all came out we thought there would be a mass exodus of volunteers and there has been a number of people for yeah. really good reasons who have said, no, not right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we totally appreciate that and understand that. But at the same time, there's been more people show up, right, Kim? I mean, That's so true. tell us about this. It's, I mean, I've been blown away. I tell Miriam almost every week. That, I mean, we take it week by week here just because you just never know what's going to happen in a couple of days. Um, so, I mean, like came up Friday, we needed to find people for our classroom and, you know, the Lord supplied and, you know, keep going forward. We go each week by week and meal servers are still coming. And everyone's big question is like, what are you guys doing to take precautions? And mm -hmm. we've talked about that, how not everyone's coming in now. Our numbers are going down just because of everything going on. And um, I mean, but we're taking every precaution we can to keep everyone safe because it's like we're thinking about the guests and then also our volunteers, everyone being essential to it all. So, I mean, I've been blown away by it all. In those precautions, we're following all the guidelines uh, as we understand them, as they continue to unfold. You know, do we wear a mask, not wear a mask, those kind of things. What does the mask do? What does it not do? Those kind of things. Uh, hand washing stations, washing, cleanly, uh, you know, Lysol. Mm -hmm. My goodness, this place uh, smells like a Lysol factory around here. <laughs> but it's good. And yeah. uh, what we say is a wet doorknob is a good doorknob. In other words, if you touch it, um, and it's wet, it means that it has recently been disinfected. Don't wipe it off. It's okay. Um, those kind of things are very different for us. Um, but uh, we have um, definitely, as we process through this, are, are, are learning, and we're also learning what we may have to do in the future, which will be mm -hmm. different. And one of those things uh, that really has affected the whole community, which has affected us as well, has been the cancellation of schools mm -hmm. um, in the whole state of Kansas, and we have school-aged children here and their families. Yep. And so as this came out, I know that uh, Topeka Public Schools and all of our districts around are scrambling. What do we do to get these kids education? Mm -hmm. And so in our, our Topeka Public Schools 501 district, um, basically they have rapidly had to come up with online learning um, which is really challenging for a number of people who don't have access to online. Mm -hmm. And so fortunately we do here at the Mission for our children. And, um, but then a lot of our kids are very uh, challenged children yep. and they need special attention. And so when we learned here recently that we're going to have to kind of help out on that area, yeah. um, we began to activate quickly and we needed volunteers and mm -hmm. like Last weekend, we learned <laughs> that we've got to be ready for Monday to yep. make this happen. Kim, what happened? <laughs> well, just we had some changes come about, which happens daily here. Um, and we just needed to find some extra coverage to help out um, another staff member in the classroom. And so Miriam's like, we need to find volunteers by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay. In which I kind of fly by the seat of my pants and volunteers. That's just how you work and I learned that f six years ago that you just got to roll with it. Um, that's kind of how we go around here anyways, too, sometimes. Yeah, have to sometimes. <laughs> um, and so, and the Lord supplies. I put out the need, and um, we had some Washington University Christian Challenge students that are coming in. Mm -hmm. um, we've had some other volunteers that are in my system that are coming in, and one volunteer in particular has made a really good connection um, helping out one of our more troubled students. And it's just, I mean, she's post, she's not posting anything, anything um private on Facebook, but she really wants to help out these kiddos that are in need. And it just, it's really cool to see this connection because this wouldn't have happened if all this other stuff didn't happen. Tell us a little bit about that one special situation with the little boy. 
Well, I, I know a little bit about him, um, but I just know that he is um, a little bit older and where he's at in his age does not meet up with his education. Mm-hmm. Um, he's way behind, um, doesn't recognize um, a certain amount of numbers, where he should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to tell too much, but I just know that he's very behind in his education. And it's really sad to see. Um, and then this volunteer just really made this connection. I talked to one of our staff members, Leah, and she goes, there's a really good connection and they formed it fast and she's just. And that started to, yesterday. Yesterday. Uh-huh. Yeah. For and, a couple of hours and he really bonded with her. So. And, and so she's not just coming in to volunteer for the time that she's with this little boy to help him with his education. And he is very far behind. You mm-hmm. know, some of our children have been out of school for months, if not years yeah. when they come here. Probably the worst case scenario was a little a fifteen year old girl had not been in school for five years, oh, wasn't wow. homeschooled or anything, and so and developmental disability at the same time. So that's that's an extreme. But anything just a few weeks, if not months, out of education mm-hmm. that can throw a child back. So this volunteer came in and connected with this little guy yesterday, mm-hmm. and is doing what now besides connecting, trying to help him? Yeah, with some, she's trying to find some um, games and some. Um, reading material that like the basic stuff you start with your kids with Mm -hmm. to help him out. I mean, I'm sure we have it here, but it's really cool to see her reaching out. She has a far reach. Um, She's very connected. And so she's reaching out to those in the community. They can help her help him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. sight to see just something happen so quickly and progress. So, and you know, what's kind of amazing about that and this situation is the schools would not have that kind of time to be able to do that for this, for this young man, right? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. he's, and so I think it's just so incredible that because of this situation, he will get special attention that he wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So in the midst of the chaos, in Mm -hmm. the midst of not knowing how people and kids are going to continue their education, there is this special light that can come from this time because of the willingness of volunteers Mm -hmm. uh, to step forward. And that's amazing. And I'm I'm, I'm looking at uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, knowing Monday was coming of this last week and thinking it's going to be horrible (laughs) when we have to tell these children and their parents we don't have enough people to do the classroom work. We can turn the computer on and we can have them watch it, but they're not going to get it. They mm-hmm. don't. The, the, it's just over their heads and over mine too. <laughs> but um, you know, but to have these volunteers come and show up, and I know the young lady from uh, Washburn University Christian Challenge uh, mm-hmm. emailed. I think it was on a Saturday or Sunday, yeah, and just said, "Hey, we're just uh, got some time. What do you got?" And I connected them with you and. Boom, here it's we go. A, yeah. yeah. And uh, I said, that's a God thing. That's mm-hmm. a total God thing. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, well, it's been a big change, and, and this is going to go on through the rest of the school year mm-hmm. with our kids. And maybe in some ways, some of these kids will get a little better help than they would have otherwise because of the challenges in their life, what are right. going on because of this this outpouring, not to take anything away from the schools. They're no. doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. But they don't always have the time to give the individual attention that maybe the kids will get. So, sure. in, in a negative, this could be a positive for mm-hmm. some of these children getting maybe caught up to where they, they wouldn't have otherwise because of homelessness and trauma and everything else. Right. Another big change <laughs> occurred yesterday when we um, learned that uh, Topeka Public Schools, um, after this Wednesday, was not going to be able to do the lunch program that's going on um, um, in this intermediate time. Kids were getting meals in school. Um, 80%, uh, approximately 80% of our Topeka Public School ch- children are eligible for free or reduced lunches. So a lot of these kids, we know, I know some people don't believe it, but this sometimes is the meal of the day mm-hmm. that they get at school. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so uh, Dr. Anderson and uh, all the administration worked together with a number of people and, and clergy here in the community to just go ahead and distribute these meals throughout the community and neighborhoods. Phenomenal. Topeka Public Schools makes the food, and then we have volunteers that distribute it. However, with the ongoing changes, the uh, CDC recommended that not happen. Mm -hmm. And so for safety reasons, um, Wednesday will be the last day um, that uh, there will be these uh, distributions of the meals. There will still be a couple of food banks that Topeka Public School will have open so yes. people can get food, like at the distribution center here, like a, a basket of food, but not a lunch, not a prepared mm -hmm. meal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so um, we're looking at what do we do now for these children because there were over 14,000 meals served in just two weeks um, through Topeka Public Schools in partnership with volunteers. So there's a lot of need here, mm -hmm. a lot of need. So we're examining, you know, what is it that Topeka Rescue Mission should be doing? We've already uh, begun to do uh, sack dinners and something for breakfast the next morning to people who are not staying at the mission. And so even today, we're going to be looking at, you know, what is our part in this? Mm -hmm. What can we do to partner with other organizations to make sure that these kids are able to be fed? Um, you know, and education is important. But so is nutrition. Mm -hmm. And sure. uh, those little hungry folks out there, you know, uh, um, I, I tell the story of shared it before many years ago. One of our staff members was on the way to the rescue mission. And as he was driving down in central Topeka, because that's where he lived, he saw a little boy who was standing next to his bike laying down on the, on the ground. And the little boy was crying. So he got out of his car and he went over and he said, hey, uh, uh, I'll get you, get you to school. And Long story short, as a little boy wasn't crying because his bike was broken, he was crying because he was going to be late to school because he was going to miss breakfast. Mm -hmm. And that's why he was crying. That's how important it was to him. And man, did that touch our hearts. Mm -hmm. to sure. just, no, it's not just homelessness. It is poverty. Right. And hunger. And hunger. You know, and, and that leads to not being able to concentrate, which means you're not going to be mm -hmm. able to learn in school anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, when all you can focus on is the fact that your belly is rumbling or your belly hurts. There's just so many things that can't happen then, yeah. you know. So we think about hunger as just this heart-wrenching kind of thing. But it is also something that really fuels their brains mm -hmm. um, that allows them to even focus enough to learn in school. And gives them encouragement and hope. Because right. a lot of our families obviously are food insecure is right. kind of the title they put out there. And when you are insecure you cannot plan for a future. Right. So it's really, really hard to learn sure. from that point going forward. So a lot of changes going on, uh, the shelter changes, the food distribution changes, the safety changes yes. that we're going through, change, change, change. And so people are asking, what can we do? You know what I'm saying? And I've always said this, the number one that I really mean it now, I've always meant it, but I really mean it now. Number one <laughs> thing you can do is pray. Yes. Pray for protection um, and pray uh, because we do have vulnerable population here. Um, a lot of health problems with the homeless population. But uh, pray for wisdom for us as well, because we're making critical, important life and death type situations. We always do when we're taking people in the mission and trying to keep them safe. But now it's even more imperative that we have godly wisdom to mm -hmm. be able to do what we do. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, I want to end this today on um, a good note, <clears throat> although this, is, this has been good what we've talked about mm -hmm. in spite of the challenges of um, uncertainties in our future. There is a good Friday coming up uh, here um, this coming Friday. And some of us are going, oh, my gosh, it's already here. You <laughs> How know? did that happen? It's a, snuck it's, up it's, on us. It's <laughs> a, yeah, it really snuck up on us. It's like it's been a whirlwind. Yeah. But the, the, the good news is this, that um, God had sent his son for all of us. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, he dearly loves the world. And he sent his son Jesus in order that he would be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, that he would take it all on himself. And uh, that Good Friday, which was really kind of a bad Friday, if you look at it with the crucifixion, mm-hmm. but it was a good Friday because we're forgiven. Yes. That's the good part. And he looked down off that cross, and one of the seven things he said is, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. How many of us don't know what we're doing <laughs> a lot of times? Mm-hmm. Not just in decisions, but just in the way we look at life. Yes. And uh, looking at it contrary to the way God would look at it. And yet a holy God has looked down upon this world and said, you know, in spite of your sin, in spite of your looking at things the wrong way, in spite of your doing things the wrong way, I still love you. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for sin. Mm-hmm. It's called death. Mm-hmm. But in order for that to really occur in a loving way, mm-hmm. he died for us. Mm-hmm. How powerful that would be to just grab hold of that today in the midst of all this, while there is death going on in our country, yes. in our world. Um, there's also life, and there's a promise for a, a next life. Mm-hmm. There's a promise for a hope. You know, we say, let's, God, help us to escape this. Help us mm-hmm. to get through this. Well, he already has. Mm-hmm. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fire, and they said, hey, we're coming out just fine. And they did, but even if we don't, we're going to be fine. So whatever happens to us in this world, um, those of us who understand that wonderful truth of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. even for those who don't understand it right now, it's still the truth, mm-hmm. that God so loved the world, he gave his only son, mm-hmm. that whoever would believe on him would not die but have everlasting life, the true life. And then comes Easter. That's the proof. That's the resurrection. That's the Sunday where Jesus burst forth out of that grave and said, nope, death has no power over me. Mm -hmm. And because it has no power over me, it has no power over you. So that's our hope that we have here in the midst of a worldwide pandemic with a future that's uncertain in the world, but it's certain with God. So thank you all for listening to our community, our mission today. If you would like to help Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to our website at trmonline.org, trmonline.org. There's some needs lists on there, and there's also a give button. And you can also get a hold of Kim Turley if you want to volunteer, because we're still uh, always looking for great volunteers. If you want to uh, help us out through your phone or other device, you can text TRM Give to 77977. TRM Give to 77977. Thank you for those prayers, and God bless you, and have a blessed Easter.